Welcome back. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode five of Road Glory. I'm Patrick Garrity, and I'm excited about this episode. This is going to be a much better episode because I'm not by myself. Uh, I'm with my very, very, very good buddy and fellow comedian, Luke Swanson. Yo. What's up, Luke? What up, man? He just got here. He's already leaving. He's got to go back to Iowa, and then we're going to tag team again up in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. This is your first time going to be working there. Yeah, yeah, Um, really excited. And we almost just had a great weekend together. (laughs) Almost. So close. So fucking close. We had... uh, That was my first time in Greenville, South Carolina, and it was awesome. That was a cool town. Dude. So many people were out and about on the streets. They still had Christmas lights up type thing, and... That no, was fun. It's it's a gem of a town. Greenville, South Carolina is so fucking cool. Yeah, the crowds are great. Great crowds, and it's a cool room. Like you go upstairs, it's above like this nice bar, and uh, you know it's it doesn't it's not like a huge room. Probably see it's probably like one eighty, you know, around that. But it's just the way it's laid out is real nice. And we had one show Friday and two shows Saturday, and they were all great. Yeah. They were all fun, like no hecklers, just everybody there to have a good time. And then Sunday morning coming down. Sunday we drive, uh, what was it, five and a half hours? To Birmingham. Birmingham. Through Atlanta, which is always terrible. Alabama, yeah. Yeah, and it was just... It was just rough, man. It was uh, a dinner show. It was like a early evening Sunday. 6:30. And I... That was the worst show I've had in quite some time. Yeah, the the host did not have a good time. You didn't have a good time. No. And then I got out there, and I did not have a good time. You saved the show. I uh, mean, for sure. You saved the show. Like, super professional, but, like, what a crowd. That I was. professionally ate shit. I ate, I <laughs> ate shit. He's, what he's saying is, I ate shit with a bib and a it, it napkin. Was up, I just, it I was, was wiping it. I was wiping it from the corners You had them, and then they gave up. You yeah, know, they yeah. all started talking. It was yeah, like... Uh, it, was, it was like they were very disinterested. And dinner, you know. They were getting full dinner, so... Dude, I, I was know. eating shit so badly that while I was eating shit, I was thinking of the last time I ate shit so bad. Yeah. And I had to go all the way back. Like, early on, it, it reminded me of when I was, like, 23, and I just barely started doing comedy. I think I'd been doing comedy, like, less than three years. And, uh, and, and I was cocky too, like 23, like I, I was already been, you know, I was already featuring places. And then, uh, there was this, this corporate event for the Orlando magic management. And the only reason I got this gig is because of a guy named Gary Mankey, who just, you know, like this dude is notorious, like notorious for fucking people over. There's literally a t-shirt. I'm not even kidding. There's a there, there's literally a t-shirt that was sold in the uh, Tampa the Tampa Improv with his fucking face on his shirt like with his hands under his chin like a fucking ding like smiling and it's you've been mankered. Like you've been mankered is like a phrase wow. like like his synonymous like you you've been fucked over. What he would do he would he would call comedians up at like uh 2.30 in the morning, all coked up. Hey, buddy, you want to you wanna work on? Uh, you want to work the improv? Like, <laughs> 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 
fucked up the improv. They would hang up the phone and call three other fucking comedians and give them all the same fucking gig. Oh, you know, right. yeah, he's just whacked out of his brain. Hey, you want to work the improv? And like, and then so now you got like four guys showing up for the same gig, like hungry, hungry hippos, like trying to like. Well, I, I got the phone call, and then, yeah, so what, what time did you get it? I got it at like nine p.m. Well, I got it at eight thirty. So fuck you, you know. Wow. Yeah, it was terrible. That's how I met. That's how I met uh, Tim Gaither. Really funny dude. Like t- Tim. Tim's got like a really cool style of comedy. I just remember him being really funny. But the first time I met him, like we both got booked to feature at the Omaha Funny Bone, and uh, I got there like a day early to get settled in, you know. And then the next day, then then Tim came the next day, like before the show, early. And I opened the door, and he he's like kind of confused to see me, and I'm like, you know, confused to see. And I go, "Are you the host?" And he goes, "No." And we both just stare at each other and like telepathically, we had this whole like <laughs> fucking manky, you know, Ugh! you know. And then uh, so, but I will say this though, uh, even though we both double booked, got double booked and had a double feature, so we're both doing like 20 minutes or 15 minutes, and we switched it up. Uh, and we were open for Kostaki Economopoulos, by the way, is one of the funniest, most underrated dudes. Have you ever had a chance to see this guy? Like, he's yeah. I guy. just did a show in Davenport at uh, yeah the Renwick Mansion with him. Right. Yeah, he's very funny. Like, he he's one of those dudes I think should be way more famous than he is. Should be one. He's just an excellent writer, great performer. And I, I, one thing too, like after the show, Tim and I were like, oh, let's go, let's go grab a couple beers and you know hang out and fucking you know hang out in Omaha and then. Kostaki was like, no, I got to go back and write. He had like fucking five notebooks. He's like, I'm going to go write. At the I'm like, what? This guy's just, <laughs> right just back like to a work. fucking machine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I just like, he's one of those guys. They just work so hard and like really, you know, super funny. So, but what I was going to say too, uh, even though Tim and I were double booked and double featured, uh, Colleen, who, who owns the funny bone out there, runs the funny bone. She she took care of us. She she still paid us the same. We we didn't like lose like ah, you know, yeah yeah had like she she really she, thank you Colleen very good person because uh, I mean I said it on the last podcast I did my least favorite phrase in this business is it's the business so she could have been like it's the business you guys got to split the fucking regular feature pay by you know whatever but uh, no, it ended up working out pretty good. All right. Well, you were talking about the first time, and yeah. I want to hear this. The, oh, no, the, not the first time. The I last ate, time. The last. Oh, the, the last time I ate shit that yeah, day. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. So he's the one that gave me this gig for the Orlando Magic Management, and then uh, the woman that set the entire thing up. She she had this great idea. She goes, "Oh, we're gonna. It's like this big ballroom type thing. We all have to dress up, and then there's supposed to be entertainment at some point, and uh, they don't even know that it's gonna be a comedian. You're gonna be a surprise." Ugh. Ugh. Indeed, like that is exactly how I felt internally. I was like, I don't think this is a good idea, but I agreed to it. Surprise comedy is never right. a good idea. Yeah, not a good idea at all. But and and and, it, and like this thing, they didn't even pay cash; it just paid in basketball tickets. And I wasn't even into basketball at the time. But this girl I liked liked basketball, so I was gonna <laughs> fucking use. And it. it was a gig. So and you were taking gig. the gig. Yeah, I was taking the gig. You were taking you know, the gig. Right. right? Sell so, the basketball tickets. Right. Fuck it. I'll do it. And then uh, so. The at the at the at this event you can bring a guest, so I brought my grandmother and you had to dress up. I was like, hey, this is kind of like a thing, and she was all excited. So she she wore this really nice gown. She got this really pretty dress, like this, and uh, and she wore like these gloves that came up to her elbow. Like she did it up. She was super excited to be out of the house, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this thing. So your grandma was your date for this comedy. My grandma show. was my date. I brought my grandma. Oh, that's yeah, adorable. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so. 
so like here it comes i'm already like anxious about it like i'm feeling out the room i'm like you know, this is, i don't really feel like these people are in my wheelhouse economy you know <laughs> like, he's like you know it's just i like and I'm, I'm wearing like a dress shirt and slacks and you know dress shoes and shit like i look like i'm going to court and um and then they call my name and you go, yeah we have a surprise his name's patrick garrity and they're like confused because the player you know they're like oh what and then i come up I'm like hey what's up and i and i you know make a few jokes whatever and i start to get into my material and it starts going south immediately like like I, I could have got like yeah. a decent laugh the first bit, and then the second bit after that, it was just like I was losing them. And then this is right when cell phones first came out, so it was like the uh, I had to use a wireless mic, so people started using their cell phones, and then like every forty five seconds to a minute, you would just hear this <clears throat> come from the speakers, and it was like loud and disrupting. And I'm like, I'm like, wait. And I'm like, and like, but like second, like I kind of like you kind of like I was right in the middle of about to get to a punchline, and then it fucking popped. And I startled me, and I look back at the DJ, and I'm like, and I'm whispering, but I'm eating shit, and it's all quiet, so you can still hear me whispering into the mic. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what is that? <laughs> and the DJ just goes, yeah, man, uh, it's people on their cell phones, and it's uh, kind of causing interference with the mic, so it's uh, it's this that signal, you know, making the speakers pop, uh, and, he, and he kind of shrugs his shoulders like, uh. and I'm like, oh. Cool. That's just part of the set now. Yeah, yeah, this is part of the set. This random, like, the speakers are heckling me. Yeah, not helping. <laughs> yeah, not Jeez. helping at all. So I burned through, like, what I thought was going to be 30 minutes of material and this <laughs> fucking <laughs> light speed. I'm at 12 and a half minutes, and I'm like, oh. Oh, it's really hot up here. Oh, time know? for some crowd yeah, work. Yeah, so, yeah, some zany crowd work, you know, and I'm just oh. continuing to eat shit, and then... um Finally, like I'm grasping at straws just to fill the time, and I do this masturbation joke that just like fucking falls complete silence. Like I, you know, it's like not even like, and I'm closing on it, and it's just finally enough to like I'm like that. I don't have anything else. This fucking T K. You people have taken everything. T K O. TKO, right? And then uh, I'm knocked. I'm like, and then finally, after I'm done, I go, "All right, guys, thanks. Uh, that's that's my time." I was just really defeated, and it was like followed by a room full of like over 300 people. Like you could maybe hear seven people clapping. Not even, there was never a couple. Like no two people next to each other were clapping at the same time. Yeah, it was yeah, one yeah. person at each like a table. Like it was like a, and it was so awkward for about I would say almost five seconds until my grandmother stood up out of her chair and goes, yeah! Oh my God. It was such a weird fucking, like, it was such a weird combination of emotions. Like, like I was in my brain, I'm like, oh God, please stop. But then at the same time, I'm like, so your grandma standing ovation, standing ovation for my grandmother. Like as I, as I just watching, watching, like I got fucking crucified. And then, uh, Oh oh, dude, it's so funny. And then, um, What's, she, your, she, what's your grandma's name? Her name was Maria. Maria Hogan was her name, oh. and uh, yeah, she was the best. And she, she like, she gives me a standing ovation. And then internally, I'm like, oh god, please stop. At the same time, I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, I, it was this weird. Like, I, it was like I was so embarrassed, and it like it, it added to the humiliation at some point. But also, right, like, right, like, right. like, like, you know, watching me, like. Like, like these people are watching my like, his grandmother like yeah, that's my boy like yeah, that's my, uh, yeah. and then then on the car ride home I'm just like that's just 
It makes me sad, but it's sweet. Dude, it's, it's like my le- it's like one of the most horrific bombing stories I've ever had. Like I, I had the flop sweat, like it was like going down the crack of my ass, like down my fucking shirt. Like as soon as we didn't even get to the elevator, and I was already taking my shirt off. Like I want to fucking burn everything I'm wearing right now. And I get in the car, and I'm just like driving, like 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 kind of like leaning towards the steering wheel, staring out the windshield, and I'm like. Like, I'm just dead silent, just replaying this whole fucking night in my head, like a horror movie. And then my grandmother goes, do you think we could go again next year? And I'm like, nope, I don't think I'm going to get that fucking phone call. This is a one and done. I love you, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed those hors d'oeuvres, because you'll never taste them again at the Marriott or Hilton or wherever the fuck we Uh, Corporate gig three years in, that's Three years in, and I I fucking ate shit. I couldn't imagine that, Just climbed Cock Mountain and ate my way down. In front of my grandmother, and uh, I was deeply like. Well, like, at least you got basketball yeah. games three three tickets. Oh, well, let's uh, let's go into that. So I did get that girl that I liked to go out with me. To I was like, hey, you want to go to a basketball game? And she's like, yeah, sure. And uh, we're on the way to the basketball game. I swear to God, my car, it, like, ran perfectly, getting to the hell gig that I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> with. No problems. Taking this gorgeous girl that I had a crush on to this fucking basketball game, I swear to God, it started conking out. Like, as soon as it would idle in a red light, it would just fucking... And just die. And yeah. I'd have to fucking start. Start it up. Like, the first time, it was like... Hey, you yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's going to be terror to a date. Oh, like, my God. Am I going to be walking or pushing? <laughs> yeah, you know? She's wearing heels, you know? Oh. I'm like, God, fuck. You know? And then... Uh, and then... um. <laughs> this happened, I swear to God, like five times on the way there, and I finally made it to the garage, and I parked, and I was like, oh, you know, and yeah, there was there was no second date after that. It was, uh, it was, it was the, my shitbox Yeah, that car gig break, was it, completely it, bad. It, yeah, it was completely fucking bad. Uh, it, it managed to make me want to kill myself twice. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Dude, the last gig that I had was, that, that was that rough was... I was at like a, a music festival I got booked on Oof. and they ha- they booked a few comedians, but they didn't like differentiate between like band names and singer names and like the comedians. So we were just all like listed in the lineup. And so it was like surprise comedy also. Like people were not expecting comedians to come out. They kind of, you oh, know, God, expected so music all the time. So it's like I'm in between two <laughs> bands so there's people there for music, but this place also served dinner, and then no one mentioned until I walked out on stage and introduced myself, by the way, and that I was a comedian, like, had to walk out cold, you know, pick up the microphone, like, there was no announcer or anything, and I look out, and I just make eye contact with a child at a dinner table, and I'm like, oh, this was, I'm like, I asked so many questions about this gig beforehand, and I got no answers, and it did not go well. I was terrified to do a lot of stuff in front of children you know <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm looking i'm like like think of you out of respect in my head. right like, like oh, oh not, wow that's not gonna play with an eight-year-old right i'm gonna do crowd work at dinner here in between two bands so dude when you first walked out there and they were probably in their heads like where is this guitar yeah <laughs> maybe exactly. he's got a harmonica <laughs> something tiny that we can't see you got harmonica or something i'm a comedian what the fuck is this yeah surprise surprise nobody likes kamikaze comedian you have to be in on comedy you have to want that yeah me and that me and that poor lady to share that with people that poor lady that booked me for that event she like that she looked mortified and stuff we she found out the hard way 
that uh, out of surprise entertainment, strippers make the best surprise entertainment. Comedians, not so much. Nobody wants to surprise. Hey! Yeah. Ba -ba -ba. Yeah, it's too much for people. Comedy. And I get it. I don't want to be surprised with comedy. Yeah. I don't, nobody does. You're like, what is happening? What are you doing? I've done, and that's, that, it's, honestly, that's how a lot of open mics are. People are like, you go to open mic, like, like five people in the audience know that it's an open mic. Everybody else is like, what in the fuck? Yeah. 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 You can <laughs> What's scare people. Happening? Yeah. I remember, uh, doing a show and, uh, cause the comedy zone does an opening where it's like, are you ready for the funniest night of your life? Right, and it's like yeah. eh, 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 eh. it's like this, like that '90s fucking music, you know. Like, yeah, I think it's the Six Flags yeah, commercial, like, yeah, right? like it's like music, that music right? right? And then, and then the lights go down, and there's an old couple in the back, like, turn the lights back on. Like they have no idea that there's a comedy show. You just hear them screaming while uh, there's fucking promos going on. Are you ready for the funniest night of your life? What's happening? <laughs> just trying to eat and shit. Like turn the lights back on. <laughs> You just hear that coming out of the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> Mildred! <laughs> yeah, uh, this is going to go well. Yeah. Ooh, can't wait to fucking set fire to this red-hot audience. Dude, the first time that I met you, so I want to talk about that, because oh, was it? how long ago was that? 13 years old, because I'm going to be 39 this year, so that was, uh, yeah, I was 26. That's 13 years ago, buddy. 26 years so I met Patrick. I worked at a comedy club in Bloomington, Illinois, and I managed it, but I didn't book the room. So I didn't have any say over what comics came in, or I didn't know a lot of the comics. I was just there to work type stuff. And uh, we had a really good college night. We had shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but every Thursday, like clockwork, 200 people. We sold out all the chairs, 200 people, 200 people. Thursdays were, you know, the college kids came and it was like awesome. And then this one week, we had a comedian come in, and this guy had so much gear. I remember so many headshots. Thinking back, there were so many red flags because his headshot had like 12 different pictures of him on it, like in a giant tic-tac-toe board, like all in a different wig and sunglasses type <laughs> situation, you know? And there was probably a time and place for that in American history. I don't know <laughs> when that was, but it was not recently, you know? So he came in and was just, I had to help him unload his gear. And I remember the club was in a strip mall and he couldn't have packed anything else into this car. It was a hatchback, couldn't have got one more speaker. And he had a trunk because he had a bunch of costumes and stuff. So I had to help him unload it. And I was like, man, you have a lot of gear. And he's like, yeah, you know, you need a lot of gear when you're, you need to be funny. You know, I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, dude. And so Thursday night happens, 200 college kids, and then I'm behind the bar, which is the next room over, and 15, 20 minutes into the show, like it was like an exodus. Like People just started mm -hmm. leaving the showroom, right? There's like waves of people coming out. They're not saying anything. They're just like ordering drinks and not going back in. And I, I was like, I thought there was a fire or something at oh, first. I'm like, why are so many people? I have never seen... So I go into the showroom, and this man is just, like, his whole act was he would just play songs, like, through speakers, and he would change the words to, you know, like, an Ozzy Osbourne song, and he would get behind his trunk and put on different wigs and costumes. So he would, like, leave the stage for, yeah, like... Yeah, so how long was that transition? Yeah, like, it was, like, a two- or three-minute right? bit of silence. Like, you can't stop a comedy show 30 times 
for glasses and wigs. And so it was like devastating. Like people were like, what was that? And then, you know. Yeah, well, they're still confused. He's like, you think you're confused now? Where do you see this one? Gave up. Yeah, and then he dresses up like Janis Joplin and changes the words, you know, to Bobby McGee. So anyway, the next week is another comic that I've never heard of, and his name is Patrick Garrity. Well, who was the the comic before? The one that... The week, who, who was the comic before me? Oh, I don't think we need to name... Jack Wilhite. Jack Wilhite was his name. <laughs> I don't think we need to name names. Jack Wilhite. I swear <laughs> that years later, I heard him on Sirius Satellite Radio doing an interview like about comedy, and it was about bombing. It was like the whole comedy show. And he was telling a story of walking all of these people, <laughs> and I was like... Is he telling a story about that night? Because I'll never forget that night in my entire life. Or does that happen to him multiple times and oh, he's still well, at? Like, that's impressive if he's still... I'm only going to say it because I... Or is I, it that night? One of the first times I worked in the South, uh, the, the Pacific Northwest, it was in Southern Oregon, and uh, I, had, I had to go through their feature first. And he was the headliner. And I had a pretty good set, you know, like I did really well. Uh, and then he goes up there and it was like not even 20 minutes into his set. And he's in the middle of one of his costume changes. And this is It a would very... probably go great at a VFW or yeah, an Elks Lodge. Yeah, you know, there's this... probably a place for that. But it, it, was, it was even more because it's like your stage, like when we met, was like a good size stage. Well, yeah, we just had a lot of good comics, you know, that right, came through. I mean, the size of the stage was good too. This yeah, was yeah, a very yeah. small stage. That he was like, so he had to have all of his fucking equipment up there and change. So he was like, not having a lot of room to change, and it was yeah. different costumes. So people are just watching him fucking like stop the stop whatever he's fucking doing and then change. So he's in the middle of his costume change, and this fucking biker looking dude stands up and puts on his leather jacket. And goes, hey buddy, I just want to let you know that you suck. And then, and then, like he's got his sunglasses on, like Jack. Well, he's got his sunglasses on. He's like in the middle of like I think he's like changing into Prince, and he's like, "Well, fuck you, motherfucker!" And like, 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 like we fucking start cussing at each other, and like it just got awkward as shit. And then I'm like, I'm standing at the back, like, <laughs> like fucking mortified, like, "Oh my god, wow. this is gonna happen real quick!" Like, yeah, yeah I didn't know was, you had another good story. That's yeah, funny. yeah, uh, yeah. I was like the first, like I didn't know who this guy was, and I was like, "But that was the last time I featured." So that, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good news. next time through, I was closing it up. Right? No, so I'd never heard of Patrick. Obviously, nobody had heard of Patrick yeah, Garrity. Still, nobody knows after 19 years. I don't even know if he had headshots. I don't know if he brought them. But all I know is, like, I did not trust comics anymore after what <laughs> happened the week before. And I was personally hurt and attacked by it, even though I had nothing to do with it. And... We only had about 50 people show up the next Thursday. So it was like, yeah, it was like some kind of Greek week on campus. But also a lot of people were just like, well, I can take a week off now because maybe they're not hitting home runs every week there. Maybe they're, you know, doing this again. Fucking turd Ferguson coming through. Yeah. So when, man, when you walked in the door, dude, I was like, hi, uh, go sit in this chair over here. (laughs) Uh, there will be a host, and there will be a feature, and then you will go on stage, you know? And I, like, yeah, it was very, it was gave very, like, you no time of day nope. because yeah. I couldn't be heard again like right. I was the week before. I helped that man carry all of that <laughs> equipment, yeah. and then what he did with it, you You're know? looking at me like, oh, here's another no-name motherfucker and oh, obviously I, less experienced because he's fucking Yeah, 26, yeah. yeah, whatever. And I look like just I... Just drove all the way from Florida. Yeah. And... 
then the thing is, you know, I, I'm not proud of how I judged you and <laughs> how I was affected totally the week okay. before. But then the show was awesome, dude. And I remember standing in the back the entire time, couldn't even sit down. I don't even think I left the room to get a drink. I think I made waitresses go and get drinks for me and bring them back. Uh, just to watch it and then you got a standing ovation from those like 50 people yeah. and that was like the only standing ovation I saw at that place I think that's the last standing ovation I ever got the... yeah, that was back when I was 26 12% body fat nice hairline dude but you <laughs> yeah just you had no equipment you know just like yeah. everybody else but this guy that we've heard so much and like I just remember you had so much material and it was so silly and it was like these crazy ideas that you know such a different aspect how you saw stuff i was like oh we are going to be friends like i could not wait to yeah we just meet you when friends? you got off stage right i'd already yeah. talked to you but i'm like yeah. no, hey no, it, I'm, it was a total it was it was like when i got off stage that's what we met for the first time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's how like, I, yeah that's what like i i i said hello to you when i first came in but right. i met you hi my I, name is luke swanson <laughs> let's be friends yeah that was great because that was awesome Dude. What I always tell people too is it's like I like being silly. It's like one of my I, I feel like I always tell people I feel like comedy is similar to kung fu. Like it is what it is, but there's so many different styles. Like some people could be like, Well, I enjoy Chris Rock, and other people would be like, Well, I enjoy Mitch Hedberg. And that's not saying I don't know this dude's tiger claw can handle this guy's drunken monkey style. But it doesn't matter which one you think is better, because they're both deadly in the hands of a master. So as comics we're trying to master our own style but we have our influences like i love brian regan and his silliness and like like his facial expressions yeah. and i always feel too as as a comic because i i enjoy the act out from some jokes where i'm like oh this is funny this is like i enjoy like the silliness of it and but as a comic you are gambling a little bit more when you're when you're doing something physical or a certain act out that goes along with a joke because if you do an act out and it still eats shit it's like ooh that one's a little yeah, bit yeah and sometimes it. you gotta stick with it when you're yeah, sticking yeah, with the joke so you're already in the middle of an act yeah, out yeah yeah like oh, this guy gotta do but this. that's what I loved about your comedy because not only did you have jokes but you had very physical act outs and like different voices you have with different jokes and it just like meant so much to me at the time to see somebody that you know, walked in with nothing like a gunslinger and just walked up there and destroyed. I'm like, oh, wow, you can just... Yeah, again, fun, you're, you have silly stuff, you know? You have stuff about a Tennessee daredevil juggling two chainsaws and a koala bear, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, you have a joke about, like, you know, ninja bear, like, about raccoons. You have, like, such... Yeah, it's, it's so fun to me to see such silly material, like, very different... Well, also, I got to look at it. And some of it's still dude, very dark and very, you know, <laughs> adult, let me tell you. But at the same time, it's like, oh, boy, he picked a couple really silly ways to, you know. Yeah, it's to always make like that. angles you got to take. And I, I have to say, I have to say I, I owe a lot to uh, Ricky Reyes uh, coming up. Like he, when I first started comedy, he'd already been doing comedy for three years. So he was he was very much my mentor and like. Absolutely, one of the funniest human beings I yeah, ever. Ricky's oh my insane. god! Like, hey, funny on stage, like hysterically funny. Like his delivery, his style, like the way he 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 navigates a crowd. 
but off stage too, like there's so many jokes that, that I would have on my radar and I'd bounce it off with him. And then like, he helped me develop some of my, some of my best material is just hang out. He's, he, like, as much as I enjoy Brian Regan, I consider Brian Regan an influence. I feel Ricky Reyes has influenced me probably more than any other comic, like his style and his, his, his ability, like, he is absolutely hysterical to me. You know, he's one of my favorite comedians. People are like, well, who's your favorite comedian? Definitely Ricky Reyes. Is, and I put him up there with, you know, George Carlin and like his, his just, his ability to, to, you know, do his own shit and his point of view is just hysterical. And then when I met you though, like you were, you were just like, not only did you manage the club, but you would also host, you were a great host. Like you did such a good job. Of That's really how I got into, yeah, comedy. It was like years of hosting, you right. know? And, and the fact that, like, you, one of the reasons I think you were so good is because you didn't, you didn't take hosting, like, that seriously. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like, you just were like, oh, I'm not, I'm not trying to do this for a living. I'm just up here getting the show started. I'm, I'm and you knew you were good at it. You were like, I'm good at, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm a good yeah. host, right? And then, so you would, you would do the jokey joke contest where people in the audience would write down, they're like a jokey joke and then you would read it on stage yeah oh yeah we had a contest and then like before every show everybody like had a slip of paper on their table and they could just write down whatever joke they love that they know or look up one on the internet and then i would yeah i would read them all and then based on audience reaction like they would get like free drinks at that table so yeah, yeah. and, and then my favorite thing is like <laughs> some of these jokes you had been reading like you had never heard them before even though they were jokey jokes you were reading yeah I would read them for the first time first time and then you were like cracking up while you were reading so it was like very endearing I think to the audience because you were laughing and like you know explaining the shit and you were really the face of the club like people you were great at interacting with everybody making sure everybody had a good time like you you care very much about the audience experience right, right, when they right, come yeah. to the show you know yep. which is great and then, uh, but then I also noticed, like, despite you uh, reading the jokey joke contest thing, you also had your own material. You would, you would throw in some stories and some jokes of your own that, like, I knew were yours, and 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 consistently would get a great reaction from the crowd. People liked, laughed, and and I was like, man, it's really funny, you know. And then, uh, then after the club uh, went under, you were just kind of like, uh, you know, lost in the desert. Right. I was <laughs> like, bro, why don't you? come do some shows with me we're, we're you know we're through and, and you were so reluctant but that made me like like even more like yeah dude that's exactly why because you, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like the sheriff you know when you're picking the old west sheriff you're like hey sheriff you need to you need to clean up the town he's like nah i don't want to use this like that's exactly like the guy that wants to be the sheriff yeah. did not be the fucking sheriff yeah yeah you yeah know? And that's how it is with comedy too a lot yeah, i'll give you yeah. that yeah, but like you said, I mean, I worked there so long just, you know, from selling tickets and all this other stuff that like, man, I care about the audience a lot. And that experience, like even when I watch shows today, I'm watching the audience just as much as the comic. And, you know, I like to know what tables like what jokes, even when there are other comics telling them, I like to be like, oh, that table really loved that joke. Yeah, or, yeah. Boy, that table really loves that subject. I do that too. Like, You're right. I, watch, I watch the audience a lot. You know, so I care. So it was like really hard for me to transition. Well, and there's fear of the unknown and not right. being good. and fa But yeah. there's also like, You're, man, I really cared about the audience. Like, we're like both they very paid sensitive. for tickets. <laughs> you know, like these people yeah. bought tickets no, exactly. and came out here. And I don't want to, you know. Exactly. No, the same mentality that and I have. And I love like, the people that are good at it and make people laugh. So, you know, I'm like. Right. Well, you see, you see, like a lot of comics that start out. They're like, how do you, how do you start getting paid while you and I 
are more like, well, your first goal should be never to be a waste of somebody's evening. You want to do your absolute best to like make like make yeah. a good experience because people aren't just paying for the tickets or the two item minimum. Like they're also paying a lot sometimes for parking and also for a babysitter to pay a babysitter to watch so they can come out and enjoy themselves and then. Like you know, I make a joke about it in my in my set. I'm like, some of you guys have to get babysitters. I'm like, if you see a babysitter and go see a shitty movie, you know they don't they like people their their spare time is precious. You yeah, know, they work a job they probably don't like. For sure, they want to have you know go out and I go five years from now. It's harder to get people to get out of their houses. 2020, you got virtual reality, comfortable couch, big screen TV, yeah. Netflix. You know, hey, you want to go check out this comedy show? No, I'm gonna hang back and fuck this robot. All right, cool. <laughs> and it's just hard to get people to do shit, man. You know. But, uh, yeah, and then I noticed you, and then when you finally started coming in, you know, coming on the road with me, it, like, it was great. It's been really fun to see you transition from somebody who was so reluctant because just because you had so much respect for the craft to somebody that's like a fucking killer, man. Like when you, when you're, when you're on your shit and you're like, dude, man. Yeah. Not Sunday in Birmingham. No, no, no. We both ate shit, but I mean, like. You know, but they, you know, they, but they, it's possible. We're, we're not in their wheelhouse. We're not in their well, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, there's yeah. an audience, specific audience. There. But one of my favorite moments was uh, years ago, back when we did uh, the whip. Uh, and uh, we, your first, your first night there, you, you, because they were like, I was like, oh, I'm bringing my buddy because I was getting in there because I, because uh, Tony, uh, Tony did, Valley, Tony Valley that owned the, the whip. He did a guest set for me out in Vegas, and that's how we met. He's like, oh, I'm out of Chicago. And I was like, oh, all right, I'm going to come through there, blah, 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 in like April or whatever. And then I brought Luke with me. I was like, hey, I'm going to bring a guy with me. And then, you know, and then Tony was very much like you about like who he lets on the stage. You know, he's like, you know, he wants to make sure the audience has. The, so that's like, yeah, you guys it's so wanted. important. You need right. those people so to come back, like, you know? He's like, well, who, you know, he's like, who, who's this dude? I'll go, I'm telling you, man. You know, like one of my favorite things is like bragging about you and then being able to say I fucking told you so yeah, to people, thanks, right? <laughs> so so I bring out Luke and, and it's like the open mic night, but they give us a little bit of extra time because, you know, we do this professionally. And uh Luke is up there just fucking slaying it. And I'm looking I'm like kinda I'm in the back and I'm looking at Tony and it was Tommy, right? It was the other dude that was there, like it was his buddy partner. Timmy. Timmy, Timmy, I'm sorry, Timmy. So him and Timmy are watching the show, and then and it's like, and it's not like packed out, but it's it's a good sized crowd for an open mic, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. You can hear the response. So I mean, he is just like not just laughter, but he's got them rolling, you know that. Bah, bah. And I'm kind of back here like, oh, fucking Jesus Christ! Like I got like I'm like in my head, I'm like I gotta follow this shit, and then I could see. Like, I could barely hear Tommy saying, he's like, who's this dude? And then I see Tony point to me, he's like, oh, it's his buddy, he brought him, and he's like, fuck, you know? And then, uh, and I think even, like, when I got up, Tony goes, good luck following that. <laughs> like, fucking, like, well, I appreciate that, it. man. Well, and I like, had, I had a very good set after you. I did very well, but you had the best set of the night. And then after we got out, this guy, I could remember people were shaking their hands, and this one dude walked directly up to you, first one person he approached, and he goes, dude, you were my fucking favorite tonight. And I've been doing comedy at least 10 years longer than you have, bro. And it was just like, that was such a great moment. I was like, man, this motherfucker's a killer. Yeah, you I know? got to do, you know, condensed time, condensed material, and uh, brand new. But it was, you know, one of those great sets that was, yeah, so much That's fun. what I'm talking about, though, is it's like, you know, like, when you do well, like, you like you know you belong out here, was this, this thing I'm saying, what I'm getting at is it's like, it's great to see you go from someone that was reluctant to know that, like, Man, you can ball. Like, there's a difference between being good at something and being talented at something, man. You're very talented, bro. Thanks, like, man. Yeah, you got a very, like, you're a very unique style. And 
uh, it's one of my favorite comics to watch and watch like watch you work out and develop bits and see see your creative process. And uh, yeah, it's it's been fun, man. It's it's you're definitely one of like, you know, I got I got people asking me all the time, hey man, bring me on the road with you. I'm like, if I if the club lets me bring somebody, like, <laughs> I got tips. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is fucking, Luke Swanson called This is my guy. So. It's like you and Ricky are like, you know, if 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 you neither of you can do it, then I can start rotating other people. I got my other buddy Vaughn. Sorry Michael. to everybody else listening. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just like, but I mean. But as comedy, you get that you get your crew, where you're like, "Oh, these are the guys I like working with," and and then well, we, and we the write. shows works. We write together, but the shows work so well together. Like yeah. the jokes, like oh, I don't know, almost material or styles like just run well together in a show. Right. Where sometimes comics can clash if it's you know yeah. if it's a couple people that styles or could two really opposites, yeah. yeah clash. Somebody could really be like offensive, and somebody could be very you know hilarious and g-rated and have it just be the wrong order type stuff so like i mean that's another benefit of working with people that you really know and are good with of like no no no, this is gonna be a really good show you know like exactly and there's a lot of downtime in comedy where you're like you know if you don't if there's some i mean i'm not trying to say an asshole but there's sometimes i've worked with people and then I'm like, God, fuck! I can't wait till Monday. You know, like this is like, like this is like, like it's not even that, I, you know, that I, that I dislike them. It's just they're so fucking boring. Or like, <laughs> like, like fucking, like it's just, or, you know, I just, I want to work with people where I enjoy because you know, you, you, like you're out here, you know, basically like Tom Hanks and Castaway a lot of times, or you're just out here by yourself and fucking living out of hotels and shit. Yeah, yeah, and we, I mean, we write well together Very in well, a way yeah. that we bounce ideas uh, you know because like i got to see you this weekend do that joke about la yeah. and i saw you start doing that in december for the first time in, ever in yeah so that's in like las december, vegas January, February. so it's like four months later of like fucking around that bit. yeah i got to see like four months later and it's like dude it's great now like so much is cut out and i can't believe how quickly you did it after you started writing it you yeah, know like it was like real tight the next night immediately like and dude, I'll never forget how hard you were laughing oh, that night writing that. You know, like that's why I love writing with you because I know when it's a funny idea because you can't fake your laugh. Like you're not going to courtesy I laugh. I got, I got two different types. You're of going to overrule or you're going to fucking squawk laugh, and I'm yeah, gonna be like, yeah. y-, you know, then you know to keep going on that thread because it's like, okay, this is where something is. You know, like yeah, you're like a joke detector i got i got uh i got two different kinds of laugh. i got the one where it's like my doofus laugh for like <laughs> like I, have to, I hear that one sometimes and then i have like a cackle like he's at a squat like uh i remember when the first time we watched uh tucker and dale versus evil man i was almost pissing myself <laughs> that was one of the funniest fucking movies i've ever seen oh uh, if you if anybody listening if you haven't seen tucker and dale versus evil it is hysterically funny like such a brilliantly written well done movie but um yeah dude like yeah writing with you i think writing with you ricky reyes ian gatowski there's a certain there's just certain comics where i just really i really like you know connect with and 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 i think that's what's fun too about comedy is you know you 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 like it's every time i walk into an open mic i almost feel like 
uh, Buzz Lightyear and Woody when they walked in that room full of misfit toys. Like, oh, look at all these fucked up fucking, <laughs> you know, but they're all cool. It's like a baby head with spider legs. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. got molested or whatever. Something fucking happened to you, something horrible. And then, but we're all broken, fucked up people. And, you know, but they're, 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 we find like that camaraderie in it, you know, and it's, and, and that's why I like and then you see yeah you definitely meet the strangest people in every town great fucking people though man. yeah like, no fucking, some lifers for sure yeah that's what like, I love wow that. you're on this planet huh I'm gonna follow you <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank yeah. god for the internet you know yeah, cause exactly. I need to find out what you're up to on a weekly basis yeah. you know oh my, oh my god yeah there's some people like on Facebook or I look at them I'm like holy shit they <laughs> fucking what yeah I love it. the internet dude. Yeah. I love man there's some fucking great things on there Dude, one guy recently on my friends list uh, was taking a poll of people on his list of if he should start doing Taekwondo videos, like instructional videos. You know how many people would watch his instructional videos, which is like totally cool. Two weeks later, he's posting a picture uh, of his first tournament that he's in for Taekwondo, like down in Florida since he's moved. Then uh, the day later, it's a picture of him in his hospital bed. <laughs> <laughs> and in the comments, fucking right? Two weeks from making training videos, this man is put into the hospital, right, for, for fighting. And in the comments, yeah, he's like, you know, yeah, when I was choked out, I defecated myself. You know? <laughs> like, wow, that's brutal honesty. Like, I need to know what you're up to, right? I need to follow you now on all of your adventures because you're all in, obviously, on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Training video one: How to defecate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, how, to, how to apply a, an adult diaper to yourself before you go compete in a taekwondo tournament for the first time. They're like, that was a pretty good move. He's like, no, I'm the guy in the red that just shit my pants. <laughs> oh. He's gonna fucking Photoshop his head to the other guy's fucking body. He's like, why does it look like you're fucking? It's a great move. No, no, no. I'm the one that shit myself. And it has like, it's like one of those, it's like one of those fucking 90s trainee videos with the spinning fucking like, you know, graphics and shit that come at you. It's yeah. Like, round one. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> the fucking just fucking falls over. I don't think he deleted the post about the inspirational videos either. Because uh, I kept, you know, going back and looking and like, I like those people too that make massive mistakes on Facebook and then don't delete you know don't yeah. go back and edit they're, they're like nah I'll just own this yeah yeah it was like this is this is a part of me now that guy getting fucking choked out though was it on video was there a video? no oh god damn it I was about to say how funny would that be it was like he's getting choked out and then the ref comes up to his arm like lifts his arm like how they do the WWE and he's like he lifts his arm and just goes straight down <laughs> like, it's a flashback and then he goes <laughs> And then the fucking guy choking him like fucking fucking he fucking throws him down and kicks him for shitting on him, you know? Like gives him a good fucking kick in the ribs, like because he got shit on his gi. Oh my god. Yeah, I think this... that that's the same thing that happened to Steven Seagal. Did you hear about that? Steven no. Seagal shit himself. Like, <laughs> fucking, fucking I'm, I'm telling Kevin, I, don't, yeah, I don't know how we got onto this. <laughs> yeah. 
story. We have clearly okay. derailed. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this is a Kevin Hart told us a story. He was talking about being on set, and uh, fucking Steven Seagal was walking up to one of the stuntmen who also knew karate, and he was like, I bet I can get out of your best hold. <laughs> and the guy goes, uh, I'm not. And then, so whoever was like on set was like, hey, Steven's like bullying people, and you know, like whatever, don't do anything to him though, because you know, he's important whatever and the guy's like no no yeah, so finally star. being such a dick that the guy was like gave him permission was like yeah go ahead choke him you know and then I was like alright and he fucking chokes Steven and he's like flopping around and then he fucking <laughs> goes and fucking, fucking shits himself and then and then like fucking the guy releases him and Steven's like ah, yeah good hold and then fucking like runs off like the fucking clean the shit oh my god oh speaking of shitting yourself uh, Luke used to take greyhounds to get to gigs yeah, yeah. There was a couple years, I definitely took some big bus trips to get to shows, <laughs> right? Like two days on a bus type stuff, you know. So what was it? So now the one time the guy shit himself wasn't on the bus; it was at the bus station, right? Yeah, yeah. It was in Atlanta, dude, and it was the scariest place I've ever been in the United States of America. <laughs> it was the Atlanta bus stop? I don't know which one it was, but it was the one right downtown by the jail, because. Anyway, it was horrible. Like, I'm um, scared so, of them right now for coronavirus, how bad that place was. Yeah. And uh, I, I tried to take a walk around the block to get food, and I was I couldn't even make it to the end of the street, you know? I'm like, nope, this is not where I need to be. So it was wild bus people in Atlanta. And so I just, like, find a seat, and I sit down, and there's, you know, a row of benches across from me. We're all kind of, like, facing each other. And this one man is asleep, and he's in, like brand new shoes and brand new jeans but they're like very cheap but they're brand new and he kept like wet coughing himself awake you know like he just kept waking up while having a horrible coughing fit and all of a sudden during one of these fits he just like shit his pants and i took a picture of that guy for sure he like shook it out of the pant leg and don't know how we got on this, but I definitely have a picture. <laughs> well, wasn't there a woman next to him that saw it? Like, yeah, and she really tore into him. She really. Well, that's very ill-mannered. Like. Yeah, yeah, know, the shit right on the floor there. He was. She. she, he, was she like, he was like covering himself as he coughed, like covered his covered his mouth. She yelled. He obviously had trouble, and somebody had bought him a bus ticket and some new clothes and left him at this bus station. And maybe because he shit his last clothes. Yeah, and she 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 made him pick it up. Actually, she yelled. At him, she called him nasty. I remember that. And she uh, <laughs> yelled at him and pointed. And he went and got like a napkin and like smear cleaned it. Yeah, off the floor. And I definitely took pictures of my cell phone <laughs> for sure. I was like, this is the worst. <laughs> the worst. Oh, shit. Okay, and then there was another show that you and I were supposed to do in yeah, Indianapolis, Indianapolis, but you missed it. Yes, because my Greyhound bus got pulled over because a man was masturbating uh, <laughs> in his seat, and he wouldn't stop. Like, he was told he stop. to stop twice. Sir! Sir! They pulled the bus over. So, yeah, so they, they, they pulled the bus over, then they brought an ambulance, they brought police, you know, they brought, like, clean pants out of the ambulance for this man and, like, a blanket to, like, put him in. And uh, they removed him from the bus, but it took, like... Well, f- the first time, didn't they say he got a warning? Hey, stop that! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, then, the bus driver, yeah, tried to, right. And then the let second, it go. And then he, he, then he made it to completion? Yeah, and that was the end of it for some women <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> 
So the police were called. He's like, he's like, he, he goes, this is just the whole incident uh, the, from the audio. Is just, sir, sir, <laughs> sir. Horrifying. And it stops. And it just. <laughs> it just starts up again. They put him on some sort of like Hannibal Lecter chair and carried him out. You know, oh. like he wouldn't, he wouldn't go out on his own. He was like dead weight. So they like oh, yeah. put him on some sort of board. You had to pry my cock from my cold dead hands. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what. You know, he was having a bad day. Obviously, that guy. And then I still. So then our bus was like missed a connecting bus. We had to wait for another bus, and I was like a half hour late for the show, and missed the show yeah did not make it horrifyingly so sad. the host had to do your spot and there was a time change so i thought i was gonna make it is another sad part it's yeah, like indianapolis an, an hour later yeah and lost an hour on the last leg and like oh no like not gonna make it so another funny thing is too that the host of that show had to do your time as the feature and he did not yeah that's well. probably too much time yeah, he, so he did not do well, but before he found out that he was going to do your spot, like, before he got on stage, he was like, yeah, you know, I feature a lot, and he was like, telling, like, he was like, oh, I do really good, I'm like, oh, good, yeah, so it's good. I'm glad you, and this, this poor bastard just had his own personal Birmingham, Alabama right there, Dang. in Indianapolis and ate shit. I got to do Saturday shows, though. And I was so glad you came for Saturday, yeah, because yeah. I was telling you about this kid, and then, and then. So he had the host, like, I left you alone with him because I wanted him to see, like, I wanted to, like, you just have your own personal interaction with him just to hear what you thought or what you were going to say. And then finally you tracked me down while I was meeting onion rings and you go, and you're like, laughing. you go, this motherfucker's back here eating a steak. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was eating, yeah, a steak with a bib before the show. Yeah. Yeah. And what what was your theory of why he was eating the steak before the show? I thought he ordered his meal and ate it before the show because he knew how much shit he was going to eat. And didn't want to spoil stage. the flavor. Right. Didn't have to taste in his mouth <laughs> when he, he got the meal. A1 sauce after and steak, not A1 sauce and shit. Yeah. So he was confidently eating that steak before the show. <laughs> but that was the only way to enjoy it, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, we are at four. I think this is the longest podcast I've ever done, man. I'm usually happy when I could just make it to half hour. Well, we completely derailed at the end and started. That's what podcasts do. Oh, all right. You know I mean, you kind of like get derailed, you know, whatever. I think it was a good overall podcast. And I'm going to see you in like two weeks again. Two weeks. We're going to do another one. Uh, meet up because we got Greensboro, North Carolina coming up. So that's going to be, that's a, that's a real fun room. You got to meet Paul. Yeah, we're there. We're going to do Harrisburg. And then Harrisburg after that. Pennsylvania. Man. Yep. And then uh, and then we got West uh, Morgan, Morgantown, West Virginia on a Friday, and then Pittsburgh on Saturday. At the, that's like the beginning of April. So, yeah, man, we're going to be working together for a bit. Yeah, that's awesome. Looking forward to it, man. Well, you guys, uh, yep, this was uh, probably, I think, my favorite episode so far, man. It was a lot of fun. And uh, Luke, thanks for doing the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks, buddy. All right, man. See you guys on the road. Peace.